Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when their sons graduate from college. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Ha ha. Uh, there's your two laughs. That's it. We're done. And speaking of our mothers, we have to say happy Mother's Day. Of course. To all of the many mothers who listen to our podcast. That's oh, our target demographic. That's our target demographic. That's our vast that's what we. That's what we cater to. Exactly. I mean, I know that your mom listens to the podcast. In fact, mm-hmm. she's often in the chat, uh, sometimes berating us. Yes. Um, but I know my mom doesn't. Oh, I know that for a fact. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. But then again, that's why that's why we do this. It's because our moms call us technology experts, not because they know what we're talking about exactly, and they listen to it. Mm-hmm. Although this is uh, the number one technology podcast among mothers. That's a oh, is fact. that true? Yeah, that's that's good. That's a fact. Don't look it up. It's a fact. That's what we're going for here. It's what we're going for. That's what we've set out to do. We've got a whole lot a whole lot of moms here in the chat with us today. It's great to have you all. In fact, the reason that we put that in our intro is because we knew when we started this podcast three or four months ago, mm-hmm. we knew that we would be doing this Mother's Day episode. Uh, and we definitely didn't just think of that after we already said the intro. Absolutely not. Didn't oh, just make that connection. And there's my mom. Oh, right yes. Noah's mom says, mom's rule. I mean, it seems like a biased opinion. I hate to be that guy. That is true. That is true. But, you know, it's a target demographic. We'll, we'll get That's them. true. We'll go we'll, with we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll give them, them the benefit it. of the doubt. We'll yeah. let them off the hook this time. Indeed. So our first topic that we wanted to talk about today was actually not really related to Mother's Day. But, I mean, kind of, because it... I, so I graduated college today, Woo. specifically yesterday and today. This, it was split because of the pandemic. Um, Noah here has already graduated because he did a semester early. So yes. he graduated in December. But within the scope of this podcast, we've both graduated college. Yes, we can say that. So I guess yay for us. Woo. Woohoo. We did it. And so now we've just got, you know, the rest of our lives... Yep. Stretching out forever and ever until we die. Yeah. Yeah. That got dark. Anyway, the point is, today is my uh, my first day as not a student since 2004. Yeah, that's true. How does it feel? Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much nothing is different at all. That's fair. <laughs> Especially since, um, well, I've already had this job for a while here on YouTube. Even though it's not like I didn't get hired, Susan would just get in, like, call me and say, <laughs> yeah. hey, here's what we, we want you to talk about Apple stuff. I don't know. And then I was like, that sounds good to me. No, that didn't happen? No, it didn't. Oh, man. I know. Most people think it did. Most people think this is a common knowledge that is actually uh, a myth. Most people think that all YouTubers were hired by Susan Wojcicki herself. Well, I because that happened to me, so I thought exactly. I thought that happened to everyone else. Right? No, no. It, there's there's many people. I would say at least three dozen mm-hmm. that just signed up all on their own. You must have, did you hack the system? I had to make. It's called an account. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I guess what what we wanted to talk about. Uh, when I tweeted that I graduated, I got a lot of people asking, A, what I majored in, which I realized is a, a valid question, and also what it's been like doing school and YouTube at the same time. Yeah. And when I talked to Noah about it, we realized that there's, even though Noah hasn't done as much YouTube, you've really done a lot of your, your career and your work both personally and professionally during college. So I guess we can both kind of speak to that. I guess, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a, I think the term you used was work-life balance. Yeah, that's one, one term. 
And I don't know. I think it's college is such an interesting time because you're simultaneously very busy and also have free time depending mm -hmm. on your schedule. And so I think that was what really allowed me to do YouTube in a serious way. Like I started this channel when I was in high school, but I didn't have, and I actually started it because I was bored. Yeah. It was sophomore year in high school and I was like, man, I'm not doing anything. And it had been a while since I've been doing YouTube videos and video editing for a long time, but I wasn't doing anything at the time. And I was like, well, this is boring. I got to do something. So that's where YouTube started, but it wasn't really until uh, 2017 into 2018, especially, where I had the time and the ability to actually dedicate serious amounts of time to working on building a YouTube channel. And honestly, I've gotten a lot of people, I, don't, I feel like people dramatically overestimate and underestimate my age. Hmm. Like sometimes I get comments that are like, this guy's like 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh man. And then I get comments like when I posted that I graduated and people are like, I thought you were 28. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I don't know if either one of those is a good thing, but there seems to be confusion in both directions. But being called a 12 year old is probably not a good thing. Well, it's certainly not. In general. Yeah. But also being assumed to be six years older than you are when you're only 22 is maybe not a good thing. Or maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Do you guys think it's a good thing to be mistaken for 28 when you're 22? I don't. I, I wonder if it's, if it's how much, much of difference. it is the physical appearance versus like the YouTube and like the, like the persona. Kind, you know what I mean? Like, do True. you look like a 28 year old? Or do I just comport myself like a 28 year old YouTuber? Yeah. Well, when you say words like comport, then people think you're 28. <laughs> I, it's a good word, okay? It is a good. Well, you know, maybe it's all the button downs. No, but maybe you know what's funny though? Me. In Spanish, the word for like to behave is comportar. So it's like, oh, you know, so that's there you, you know, go. It's a, good, uh, it's a good, good lesson there. That thank you. I good feel parallel. Taught, taught to. Well, but you just graduated. That's not supposed to happen anymore. Oh no, I'm supposed to have learned everything. <laughs> yeah, you're you're done learning. I, oh man, that's so weird. I'm so used to learning new things, but I guess now I have to forget all of it. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a, what you've been doing since December, right? You've just I've been, been forget every piece of new information you forget. I've been very busy with that. Yes. Busy forgetting things. Yes. It takes a lot of effort to do that. That's interesting. See, I was always thinking that. See, oh, look at that. Someone actually just proved our point in the chat here. <laughs> I thought you were 18. Okay. I feel like, I, I don't know. You were 18. I was four, four years, years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Luke being a part of Gen Z is the highlight of my night is another comment. Actually, you know what? I'm derailing the podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. I want to talk about this. What the what the heck generation are we? That okay, that's a really good question because I think we are like technically yes, we are Gen Z. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of like like, like TikTok. I feel like TikTok is uh -huh. such a defining factor of gen it z it absolutely is and i've never set foot on there and i have no desire to do so i fully agree with you there sir like i'm not gonna stand here and be like oh this like oh the younger generation oh, so stupid kids. oh they don't know oh. what they're doing it's so dumb what get off my lawn i just personally i have no like i it's not like i don't have a desire to watch like a bunch of 10 second videos i don't know i think they're up to a minute are they really yeah I, it's just like I, like 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 the trends like like the like the challenges that, that that aren't actually like they call them challenges I get it but like you know like you know the challenge where you have to like do something really easy and like whatever and like <laughs> and like you know the dances yeah. and what like I I just don't get all all of, of the really all don't. of the upper body only dancing <laughs> yeah. like that's the part that gets me is just the idea of these people standing alone in their room going. For those who are listening, I just danced. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it, it was, was really good. It was amazing. It was really good. And then they, there's like they get like millions of followers, like 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 the top Literally ones. Millions. Like I don't know many of them, but like uh, what is it like Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Rae are like the two that I see on all the news articles. Yes. And they, and they're I know the they're like people. they're like the dancer the dancer ones, and like I like good for them. That's amazing. But like. I don't know. I wouldn't want to watch insane. a video of like someone doing like a little dance for 30 seconds and be like, oh my gosh, I need to see more of that. I know. It's, it's, this is, I don't know. This is why it's so weird. I'm, I'm so confused because I don't feel like a millennial. I don't feel yeah. like 
a Gen Z though. Every time, every time people are like, "Ooh, TikTok! Ooh, did you see the the uh, the milk arm challenge where you <laughs> pour milk on your arm?" Yeah. I'm like, "What is ha- what is this? We need How to is get that thing? happening. The milk yeah. arm challenge. <laughs> if you're watch, if you're a Gen Z and you're watching this, start the milk arm <laughs> challenge. <laughs> That's the next big thing. Yeah. I just don't get it. I feel like such an alien." <laughs> I feel like we're in such like a weird middle ground. But actually, if you think about it, that means that we then don't have to take any responsibility for anything that happens in either of those cohorts. Oh, that's a good point. Because when millennials do something stupid, we can just say, oh, those millennials, uh-huh. what a bunch of goofballs. Yep. And then when Gen Zs do something stupid, we can just say, ah, oh, those youngsters. Yeah, exactly. What are they up to these days? I think we should have our own generation. I agree. I think so. I think, basic from what I remember, Gen Z is 1996 yes. to 2012. I think that's right. Yeah, something like that. So Noah and I are both born in 1998. Yes, which puts us right in that weird spot. Like technically, yeah, we are. And okay, we say 96. I know there's a little bit of flux. Like I've heard 96 too. There's a little bit of flux, but like we're mm-hmm. right at the very, very beginning. And I feel like yeah, like some of the trends. I feel like. We've kind of, we kind of, some of them we haven't, some of them we kind of missed. And I think the other thing that's interesting is there's actually a lot of difference in just a few years in that range. Like, think of it this way. If, if you're watching this, there's a decent, there's a pretty good chance that you're older than we are. We're, we're pretty young. But think about it this way, right? A lot of the, the Gen Z people I feel like are like 18, right? That's like peak, like 2003, Sure. Maybe. Sure. We'll, we'll go with that. So when I turned 13, it was 2011, right? So we were just getting like, um, <coughs> bless you. Good good one. Thank you. Thank, you're welcome. Uh, so when we, when we turned 13, it was 2011. That was, iPhones weren't like a, a guaranteed thing. I didn't have an iPhone when I was 13. I had the little candy bar phones. Those were everywhere. Oh, yeah. Candy bar phones... Um, maybe you had an iPod. A lot of people had iPods, but you know, obviously no streaming. Mm-hmm. YouTube was those were like the Smosh days and like oh, so Mystery good. Guitar Man, so good. And um, Rhett and Link, oh, the yeah. slow mo guys, yeah, peak YouTube content. Oh, right and I there. have to say, remember, you remember the Buffer story, right? I do. Remember I got to just say story. that really quick. Yeah, I was. This was. I think I was in like first or second grade. And we were watching a YouTube video in music class. Really early YouTube. This was early. This was very early YouTube. But we were, and it was so early, in fact, uh, that the video was struggling to play. And I said, you know, you got to pause. I said, like, you know, whatever. I was in first second. I was like, you got to pause the video. I probably sounded like, oh, you have to pause the video. Probably sounded like that. But (laughs) most likely, yeah, you weren't in first grade going, hey, you got to pause the video. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I said you have to pause the video and let it buffer. And all the like other kids, students, whatever, thought it was so funny. Like the word buffer was so funny that some of them like called me buffer. Like that was my nickname because they had never heard. It was such a new thing. Like obviously everyone knows the word buffer now. But like at the time, like, oh, letting a video buffer. Like no one, like they didn't know what that was. And they thought it was a funny word. So they called me buffer. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess that story sort of ties into this where like you know when we were 13 you know just sort of entering the digital world really or i guess realistically you and i were interested in technology from a very early age hence being called buffer because you knew what that was when (laughs) you were like seven yeah Um, but we you know that was you know the, the first gen ipad was out uh very early like ios apps were were big cut the rope Oh, so Cut good. the Rope might even have been a little bit later. But that was like all the, the stuff that was super big when we were 13. If you're born in 2003, then you were 13 in 2016. That was like full-blown, you know, everyone had iPhones. Because iPhones, iPhones were, were cheap. They were accessible. They weren't bought on contract. You could buy a used iPhone for like a hundred bucks and give it to your teen or people at that point had the previous iPhone. In 2011, lots of people were first gen smartphone users. That's, and, and don't forget that the iPhone was like on AT&T for a while. 
mm-hmm. didn't even come to Verizon and all the like now it's on all the carriers, but it wasn't. And there was no like it was, and they were all on premium smartphone data plans too. Mm-hmm. So like the smartphones weren't like in our age group in 2011, smartphones were not anywhere near even 25 percent of people. Whereas if you're born just three, maybe four years after us, there's a lot more of that. So there are pretty big differences, I would say, which is why it's so weird. I feel like generations get compacted in a digital age. Mm-hmm. Like realistically, if you were if you were born in 1840 <laughs> versus 1850, it's like oh man, the the log cabins are so much better now than they <laughs> used to be. You know, like there's not. The, the 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 rate of change has changed a lot. That's true. A lot. And I don't remember where we were starting with this. This was a tangent. This was a tangent. This was a tangent. That was a pretty good tangent, though. I think that was interesting. It is I, interesting. I am noticing some, some of the people here in the chat. Some people were saying that we're millennials. Some people were saying, oh, you're, you're Gen Z completely. So I guess that proves our point of how weird and nebulous and confusing it is yeah i'm like i don't have a problem like if you if i'm gen z fine i'm gen yeah z. i don't really I've, care it doesn't I've, define you yeah i have no problem with that but like and i'm not trying to be like oh i'm so cool like i don't use tiktok like oh yeah I'm like <laughs> like oh if you use tiktok you're so lame like what like i'm not saying that at all i'm Stop just saying, trying to make fetch happen <laughs> i'm just you know there's like there, there are di- like like there are differences and like the prototypical gen z person i have there are some things in common like 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 meme culture i feel like probably understand meme culture better i'm always late though well i'm so bad i don't know i, mean, I, I like I, memes i'm always sending memes to people and they're like that that's been over for a while <laughs> like did you see did you see this Nian cat thing? yeah oh yeah Sending what them. about that harambe oh boy <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean I, it's, it's funny because like on the one hand I feel like we have a better understanding of meme culture than someone who's, you know, five or, or whatever years older than we are. But then there's a lot of Gen Z stuff like, you know, TikTok and and like and like a lot of the influencers that are popular with Gen Z, like all that kind of stuff that like I just have no knowledge of or, or interest in. Here's a proposition. Okay. What if we were to define generations by what memes were big when you were thirteen? <laughs> so we can be like the trollolol generation. Oh, I'll take that. And if you're born in 2003, then you can be the Harambe generation. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think of what a what, what's the one now? If you're 13 now, what's your I guess you're the the baby generation. That's yeah, there you go. So there you go. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. That that honest I feel like that's really what defines generation <laughs> yeah like more than just the year you were born whatever but like more than the socioeconomic conditions oh. you know global pandemics that last for a no. year and the, all that stuff is semantic mm. the the really impactful stuff is if you were 13 during trollolol you know what's up yes you know what's good <laughs> if you were thir- if you're if you're watching or listening to this when you were 13 go ahead and hit subscribe <laughs> wait no if you're what that that i didn't say what i meant to say there i said if you're watching this when you're 13 <laughs> subscribe i was just saying if you're 13 subscribe to the channel <laughs> if you if you were 13 when trollololol there you came go. out then subscribe who's watching this in 2021 leave a like you oh know, all those no comments. yeah all the comments oh no Okay. Okay. Anyway, we got to move on. The tangent was the balancing personal projects with stuff that you have with requirements. Yes. So as Gen Z individuals, as as your resident Zoomers, we are qualified to speak on growing up in the social media age Mm -hmm. while being in school. Indeed. And I, given given what I've seen, actually, given from my YouTube analytics, there probably are a decent amount of of Gen Z's of like people in high school and college that watch my videos. I would yeah, I think so. I think I think we're about 34% in the 18 to 29 demographic is my audience. So e- even the even the millennials here are probably, you know, born in 1992. It's not that far off. So, I guess that kind of counts. But anyway, if you are a student I think honestly, it's one of the best times to explore your 
creativity and your passions digitally because it's all free. And guess what, folks? Why not? I guess that's not really a guess what. <laughs> guess what? Whoa. <laughs> guess what? Why not? <laughs> no, that is true. You have, it's a time, like, on the one hand, you do have these requirements of, like, you know, you got to do your homework, you got to study for your exams, whatever. But, like, to a point, it's kind of arbitrary. It's not like when you're working and it's like, oh, you have to do work so that you can get money and you don't get fired. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make a whole thing, but it's like when you're yeah. when you're a student, you have, you generally have more free time and you have fewer responsibilities as well. So it's exactly. more in general. And I'm not gonna like, is there some? There's students, a lot of people that put themselves through college. Yeah, and they have a lot, and mm-hmm. absolutely they have a lot of. So we should take a step back and just say, if you're if you're privileged enough and lucky enough to have the time while you're a student. Um, then, you know, then you have the time while you're a student. And another thing is, I, I've, I feel like in the past couple of years, maybe it was more a thing, I, I feel like it was more of a thing four or five years ago when we were looking into colleges, maybe because we were paying attention to it and now we're not really. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there was a huge narrative of like, don't go to college, just, you know, like... I feel like there was that whole that whole mentality of like college is a waste of money. You can you can be an entrepreneur, like just don't go to college, make your own way in life, whatnot, right? I I don't know. I never really bought into that. I I mean, if you if you can make your I mean, Charlie the the TikTok her girl, whatever her name was, she probably doesn't need to go to college. I'm fairly confident she's a multimillionaire. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you if you make your way if you're or if you if you realistically if you if you can't, if you're not privileged enough to be able to go to college and you use alternative means to find success, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But I I don't know. I think there's nothing wrong with just doing both. Why not start a digital entrepreneurship while going to college i think i think well there i think the the conversation of like oh you shouldn't go to college that's probably a little overblown like college is still useful there's even if it's not going to apply 100 percent. like there's some there's been many classes where i was sitting in in college i'm like i'm paying to listen to this what (laughs) what is this what's the point of this but sadly i just the way of the world is that the degree is a big help it is it gets your foot in the door. You work for four years and you get your foot in the door, even if it's not the most useful thing, even if you're stuck paying loans, maybe it kickstarts your career, maybe it doesn't. There are merits to going to college, but there are also merits to starting your own thing. I mean, Noah basically started his career in middle school, didn't you? I mean, basically, when you started coding. I mean, yeah, I started I started coding in... Uh in eighth grade was when I started like the real coding and uh yeah I get I mean yeah it's true like I I taught myself the basics and I taught myself up from there and that's what enabled me to uh like get internships and and do well in school and all that so yeah I guess you could say I started my career at that point and you you, you cultivated it a lot in high school and then especially in college I worked, I spent a lot, I always joke that, like, coding was my sport, like, my for my fingers, like, the typing was my, like, <laughs> sport, because I, I didn't, you know, as you might guess, I didn't play sports in, in high school, no. but I know, it's crazy, That's but crazy. I did a lot of, I did a lot of coding in high school, and in college, of course, but, but, yeah, no, that, that, that was, a, that was a big help in starting, uh, starting my career and that was the same i guess youtube was my sport Mm -hmm. in high school as well and then in college i had a lot more time to to dedicate to it because you know flexible schedules i i do also think it's worth i don't know i feel like the whole like rat race to get into the best name brand college is probably a little overblown and then the the work at college to like try to do all the clubs and all of the classes and like really load up your schedule maybe is overblown again personal style my personal style in college was taking the classes that i needed to take to get my major and get a degree but not i didn't feel the need to like really go crazy with it 
because I really wanted to make this YouTube thing into something. And so having a slightly more relaxed approach to college where I wasn't, you know, taking the hardest classes with all the essays or joining all the clubs or taking an extra class over the summer or something like that. Um, I, for me, that's, that approach works really well. And I, I think it's honestly, I've, I've had a lot of my friends that have been like, wow, I didn't realize like when they met me freshman year, a lot of my friends kind of like made fun of me. Cause it was like, you know, I was just like a guy in a dorm room with a very small following making a decent number of videos and I was pretty dedicated to it and they kind of made fun of me for it. But then later, obviously it has paid off. And then a lot of people are like, well, how did you do it? What do you do? What's like the, how do you have time? And I, I guess I would just say, don't set out to do YouTube and be like, I'm going to not go to college. I'm going to do YouTube instead, or I'm going to do YouTube full time. If you set out to do that, it's like kind of a bummer, <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Because every time you have expectations, YouTube will always disappoint you. That's how it works. If you're like, oh man, this video is going to do so well, it's like seven. <laughs> you get seven views. Now shut up and oh, go back man. in your corner. That's what the algorithm does. But if, it's, if you're not expecting anything from it and you're just doing what you want to do, and you're like, I could make a video a bit about this. This is something I like to talk about. I'm going to talk about it in front of a camera. I honestly think there is no, I don't think there is a downside. Someone in the chat is pointing out, they say YouTube is very risky. Well, I think that depends on what your definition of risk is. It is free to start a YouTube channel. And what you want to get out of it. And what well. you want to get out of it, yeah. If, if, you, if you put everything on the line for YouTube, then yes, it's risky. If you invest before you have something that, you know, before you have any money, kind of like a business, it's very, very risky because there's no guarantees at yeah. all. But if you do a more of a grassroots approach where you, I guess you sort of integrate it into your life. So you're not investing into it necessarily, but you're, you're, you're taking out of it and putting back in. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way that I did it. I mean, the, the first videos that I did with Mac repairs, I was basically, I could not afford the Macs that I was buying to just have. So when I would do a repair video, I would buy like a 2012 unibody, I would fix it up, and the goal was to sell it and in doing so make money. The, the money making was not coming from the video at all for a while. True. And so that was sort of a separate thing um, because I just, I couldn't afford, you know, fancy cameras and stuff. So it, it wasn't in that regard. I wouldn't say that it was risky because there wasn't really anything to lose. Right. On the, on the, the YouTube itself wasn't that much of an investment. My like repair business was the investment, but that was going to happen regardless. So I think it does. It definitely depends on, on how you do it. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of benefits to do it and especially as I think we talked about on the YouTube episode your smartphone is probably more than fine for starting out if you have an idea it there's very you can get creative and make it work and in fact sometimes that's even a, a better way to do it like if you build a whole channel just filmed on your iPhone and you're really clever with it that could be like a whole angle yeah I feel like you yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, it's the same thing that I always say with coding. And I know we talked about this a little bit on the YouTube episode, but like the basic idea of if you're getting into it because you want to be famous or because you want to make a bunch of money off of it or like what, like if that's your end goal, then it's going to be risky at that point. And, mm -hmm. you know, may, may or may, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time. Like you said, you don't always get the results that you want and it can be very demoralizing when that happens, all that stuff. But if you do it, like, I mean, you're, you're, you're a communications major, right? Yeah. Public relations and all that. So I'm sure that you learned, like, in making your YouTube channel, I'm sure that you've learned some, some important things in that, in that area. Oh, yeah. I would say 
so actually, I guess we should mention what we majored in. We were talking about doing YouTube and work in college without saying what we did in college. Yeah. So my, I, I have a major in, I was going to say I'm working on, but I'm, I'm done now. You're done. Uh, my major was in public rela- public relations and strategic communication, mm-hmm. which I ironically flubbed when communicating that to you. Yes. <laughs> and I have a minor in marketing. Yeah, I had a major in computer science, big surprise, and uh, and a minor in math. I was me yeah, doing, doing a spit, spit take, but I didn't actually commit to it because <laughs> I didn't want to spit water out on the ground. Yeah, that's probably good I probably thing. could have, though. It's just like an empty carpet. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I would say, I mean, I would say that YouTube helped with my degree. There were a lot of cases where we were talking about, like, social media and like in some classes, we would talk about YouTube trends, and I would just be like, <clears throat> "I'll take that one." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure in computer science, you had multiple moments where they're like, "So this is how you make an app," and you were like, uh, "Excuse me, hold my beer." <laughs> um, yeah. Well, some of them. I mean, the interesting thing about computer science is, um, it's like this is a whole tangent I'm not going to get into, but like computer science versus programming. Like the, the computer science, a lot of it is the theory. Uh, versus mm-hmm. like programming where you're actually just doing it. But like I was a, a teaching assistant uh, for some classes. So I did, you know, I. Did you get paid for that? Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but I didn't do it because I wanted to get paid yeah. for that. I did it because I liked, I liked teaching and like and interacting with the students. So like, you know, I ran some recitations and I, uh, and like, you know, office hours and all that. So like, so yeah. I, I just got to point out Ollie, one of our viewers here, studied pedagogy. Pet- Pedagogy? Pedagogy. 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 Yes, Pedag- goji. Goji. Right? Is it? Go- goji. This it- is really embarrassing oh, for us. Geez. I shouldn't have read this aloud. They studied pedagogy. Yeah. That sounds right. I think so. Maybe. Sociology, philosophy, and language, and a degree in computer science. Good Lord. That is... I could never... Very impressive. I have like an eight-page paper, and I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. it, it did, I, I will admit. I will admit. Especially in senior year, it was sometimes hard to motivate myself to do schoolwork because it's like it felt very, very contrived. Yeah. And it's like, like imagine that you were doing communication as a bit as a business. We I had to make a video for one class where it was like, imagine that you work for a firm and you need to do video production. I'm like, I do. I don't have <laughs> to imagine that. I do it every day. Yeah. And it, it definitely felt, I was like, I'm paying for this. I'm paying for someone to teach me how to do what I already do. But I think, honestly, I, I, I guess our stance is kind of unclear here. But I think if you're a, a Gen Z person, I think the number one, the number one like co- desired career is YouTuber with, with Gen Z people. Yeah. People apparently really want to be YouTubers. If you want to be a YouTuber and you're like, I want to, I don't care about a job. I don't care about college. I'm going to put everything into being a YouTuber. You're going to be miserable. I I legitimately (laughs) think if you don't have a job, if you just, if you're starting from scratch with nothing else going on in your life and you're just doing YouTube, you are going to hate it because it's a lot of time with very little reward. If I was, if I wasn't doing school and like summer internships and other work, during the entire time that I've been working on my YouTube channel, it would have sucked. The whole thing that made it doable was that it was the escape from the normal things that I did. Yeah, definitely. Same with coding, right? If you if you had after high school just sat down and said, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an app and I'm gonna get hired somewhere or whatever, and you just sat there and did coding and nothing else, how how miserable would you have been? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I have a I have a lot of good a lot of good memories of college, and I will say college definitely made me a better a better a better programmer. Not not just that I learned programming, but just like learning like problem solving skills, yeah. like in general, like all that stuff that you that that Making even if it's not directly, yeah, and that's like like all of that stuff that that happens is is really valuable. Yeah, Ollie just pointed out exactly what we're talking about. University is not just to get a job. It's a place where you grow and discover so many things. Mm-hmm. You can get 
a lot of a lot of my really great friends are from college. Not this guy. We've known each other since middle school. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying that I'm not a great friend. Well, that's implied. Yeah. You're a terrible friend. Ah. <laughs> uh, what kind of what Just kind of a worst. great friend would uh, do a podcast with you? Yeah, I know. Ah, uh, good grief. Yeah, I. We should probably move on to one of our other topics. But yeah, I think it. College is a great time to try things and meet people and trial and error. It gives you a lot of time because who knows? Maybe you start doing YouTube and you're like, oh, whoops, don't want to do that anymore. This sucks. Yeah. I mean, what better time to do that when you have the time and when you don't have to rely on it to survive? Yeah, it's like people change majors in college a lot too because it's the time that you can discover things and you might think that you like something and it turns out you don't. I mean, I always knew I liked computer science, but there are plenty of people who started there and switched to other things or people that started elsewhere and switch in because you don't know. But yes, yeah, so I guess the last thing I'll say on this topic is, um, you know, as far as like balancing, like it's exactly what you said about how like YouTube and personal projects and all that stuff is sort of like the escape from uh, like all the requirements that you have in your life. And when you're in school, high school, college and all that is for a lot of people, it's a great time to, to do it. But I would do it because you, you know, you want to do it. It's like a fun thing that you're doing. If you're trying to make it your job, then I don't, if, if, like, if you start out, it's like you said, if you start out and you're like, I want to be a full-time YouTuber and you're starting from absolute scratch, it's, it's a long road to, to get up there and there's no guarantees at, at any point. If I might add, actually, if you want it to be your job, that's fine. But I think there should be probably a transition period. Like, if you want to be a full-time YouTuber, then go for it. But it, it would be hard to, like, quit your job and then start the channel, you know? Like, I, I think it makes sense to, tr to have YouTube... Or social media or TikTok. I don't know. Apparently, people make money on TikTok. I don't know how. They uh, do. You can do it, but it's also great to have multiple options. Don't go all in on any one particular thing. And that's kind of the point of college, right? It's like you take a bunch of classes and you figure out what you like. Yeah, that's why there's gen eds and yeah, and, and that's all like that the stuff. whole point of it. And people change their major all the time. Yeah. There's no, and you don't have to be 17 to do that. If you're 26, you can. YouTube is basically another shot. Social yeah. media gives you the chance to try something else that you're passionate about and see if it's viable. Yeah, that's true. You, maybe you want to start a, a wicker work business. Oh yeah, that's been a passion of mine for as long as I can remember. I love wicker work. Uh huh. I'm being sarcastic. I just thought of that off the top of my head. <laughs> but you know, if someone wants to do wicker work, then they're gonna do wicker work. They're gonna they're gonna make it work. Oh, they're gonna make it wicker work. That was barely a that, it was, that, that, that that counts. Thank you. Maybe they're gonna be a full time podcaster and they could podcast about wicker work. In fact, speaking of which, our next topic is our podcasting setup. Did you like that transition? That was pretty good. I'll give you that. Not forced at all. Not Do you remember what bit. the exact question was? I think they just wanted to know like the equipment that we use and the general setup for the podcast. Gotcha. Yeah. So, well, I, it's honestly a pretty simple layout because I film a lot of videos here, so it's not a permanently installed podcasting setup. We have two Shure MV7s. That's what we record with, mm -hmm. with pop filters that are very irritating. Very inexpensive. Very as inexpensive. Well. I don't think they really work. I guess we'll find out. We'll see if that works. We'll see if that works. Did you hear the pop? Let us know. Email us if you heard the pop. <laughs> yeah, email us. Submissions at darkmodepodcast.com if you Which, the actually, pop. we should take a moment to plug. If you're listening, if you're watching, we love hearing from you guys. Email us, submissions at darkmodepodcast.com, or go to darkmodepodcast.com, and you'll find all sorts of links and stuff. And we, we love hearing from you guys. And this is this was a viewer question. Yeah. was about our podcasting setup. So we got the Shure MV7s. Those are both XLR'd into my h6 a zoom h6 which was a recorder that i got bundled with my main microphone that i do my videos on which is a sennheiser mke 416 love that thing it sounds so good it has been it was expensive it was a thousand bucks yeah 
Although, granted, it was $1,000 bundled with the recorder. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And this recorder standalone is 300 The mic standalone is 300 So I think that's a pretty killer deal. That I mean, sorry. The microphone, <laughs> if you wanted to buy a Sennheiser MKE 416, it's $1,000. The, the Zoom H6 is $300. So you're saying or you can buy them both for a thousand. Okay, I was so gonna say if they were the, the three hundred each. Yeah, no, that would not then be that good. That would not be good. Okay, that would okay. be good. Yeah, that's so good. it's thirteen hundred separately or a thousand together. It's pretty. Or at good. least what I found. I think it's probably still available, but this was like a year ago. Um, but so so we've got these two mics plugged into the Zoom H6. That's plugged into you guessed it the M1 Mac Mini, pretty much. Actually, not the entire time, but most of the time that we've done the podcast, since like episode three, I think, we've been running it off of the M1 Mac Mini. It's silent. It does not care. We've got a ton of stuff plugged into it. It's got plenty of ports. It doesn't consume a lot of power. I've got a, a portable monitor plugged into it that just folds up. It is such a convenient setup. Um, oh, yes, I guess we should also say... The light is an Aperture 120D with an Aperture Light Dome, which diffuses light extremely well. It looks really good. And we've got a, uh, what was it, an Elgato Streamlink? Mm, yeah, or other. we have two. Uh, we have one link. of those. Yeah. No, we have, you have one, too. I ha- we're, not use- we're using one right now. We, we have two. Well, eventually, when Noah moves to California later this year, we'll go back to uh, having two different windows. We won't be side-by-side side the whole time. But for now, we have, we have a plugged into a cam link, and that's plugged into my Sony A7S III, which is a camera that I've been using since basically just for this year. And it is so freaking good. Oh my gosh! I don't know why I said it like that. It sounded sad. It's amazing. I love this thing. It is really... I like that even I can use it. Like, if you put the right yeah. setting on it, then even I can use it, and it still looks good. I've got good. it set up on Noah mode, where yeah. he, even he can handle it. All he has to do is point. Yeah. The The autofocus on this camera is amazing. Here, Noah, why don't we do a demonstration? Let's both lean back, and we'll stay in focus. Were we in focus? Email us at submissions at <laughs> Especially if you're listening. Tell us if we were in focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but no, the, the autofocus is second to none. Especially with the depth of field that this camera gets. It's scrumptious. Mm. Scrumptious. Oh, boy. Is That's going to sound good. Is this ASMR now? scrumptious jeez oh, i don't i'm glad i'm we not don't have headphones to, to monitor it so i don't know what that sounds like if it sounds good email us <laughs> at submissions at darkbookpodcast.com and if it sounds bad <laughs> then just tell luke specifically that's his fault yeah and you can reach me at submissions at darkbookpodcast.com <laughs> yes the point is send us emails Oh, no. People are saying that our stream is at 360p. Ah, oh, man. Well, they're not going to know if it was in focus or not. If it's yeah, that's that what they low. said. Oh, oh, what man. a shame. What a shame. Got a, got a shout out to our viewer, Felix, from Hong Kong. Very cool. Very cool. I'm always surprised when I look at my analytics where, where people came from. I think at one point, I had six views from North Korea. Oh, boy. I don't know how. Six views... From people who I'm, I'm sure have been executed now. Imagine that. Imagine that. That's what the last thing you're like. Oh man, I'm gonna look at this Western, these these glutinous, not glutinous, gluttonous. <laughs> yes. No, we're not full of gluten. We are full of glutton. These 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 Westerners. What are they up to? And then clicking on a Luke Miani video, and then then you're like, oh, I'm not missing much. <laughs> yeah. And then that, and then you get executed. And then and then Kim Jong Un is like, no, 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 no. We can't have that. <laughs> Like, was it worth it just to watch me go, hey, guys, look at this MacBook. <laughs> and then that's it. Lights out. Yeah, if that's, your, if that's your taste of, like, Western culture, like America. Yeah. The land of the free. The land of some little white guy going, hey, guys, <laughs> so I got this MacBook, but it doesn't work so good. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Oh, now it's working great. You should buy one. That, that, that sums <laughs> up uh, about half of your videos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
I can be self-deprecating, but you can't deprecate me. Mm. How dare you? I just did. I'm offended. You've been deprecated. I am deprecated. Oh, man. That's like the new canceled. Deprecated? Deprecated. Oh, man. I like that. Deprecate culture has gone too far. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to... I'm going to... I'm going to go deprecate a celebrity. That just sounds weird. It does... I can see why cancel. It sounds. I mean, it it means what it means, but it sounds weird. It does sound. I don't know. It's a little bit fancy. It a is bit a little of a fancy bit. term. It's a programming term too. Is it really? It is. Oh, that's true. Because if it, it's like outdated, right? Yeah, like old, like outdated stuff is deprecated. Yeah. I knew a thing. Are you proud of me? Yeah, you're a, you're a regular programmer. I am. Boop boop boop. HTML. <laughs> <laughs> is that's that basically it. it? That's what I do all day. <laughs> wow. Let's go. Boop 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 boop. HTML. HTML. <laughs> oh, uh, this has been kind of a goofy episode. We've got we've been kind of goofy <laughs> this here. This has been pretty goofy. All right, can we get one? Let's let's get at least one more topic. Here. Yeah, let's get another topic here. What's a what's a what do what do you think? What should we talk? What about? do I think? Well, I think that uh, all those topics are pretty great. Would you like to pick one to talk no, about? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. All you right, can go all right, for it. All right, then, you got this one. All right, then you want... I, I think we'll talk about Apple wait, Music. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Wait, you have to have, like, a really seamless transition. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, speaking boop, boop, of... Boop, HTML. That's your lead-in. That's my lead Oh, wait, that's my lead I was... I had another thing. Oh, no. Because you said we have to have another, like, another transition. Yeah. You, know, you got to talk. And, you know, speaking mm-hmm. of talking... Yes. When when I talk, oh, I you listen. I listen to, to it. it. And what else do you listen to? Music, uh-huh. right? I do. And so and so, there have been some rumors lately about Apple Music Hi-Fi. So maybe we could wow. we could think about that for a what couple a seamless minutes. transition. Yeah, let's let's think about that. <laughs> let's for think a about minutes. it. We're just gonna sit here and think. All about right, it. let's think about it, guys. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, I don't know. That would be cool. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, I don't know. So, basically, <laughs> Apple Music, but with better sound. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's interesting, because I guess, um, yeah, so Apple Music Hi-Fi. I think, uh, so it's like Titles had their, their Hi-Fi for a while. Spotify announced, I think it was a couple months ago at this point. I forget when it was. Uh, but Spotify announced that they're going to have a Hi-Fi uh, tier coming later this year, I think. And now the rumors are saying that Apple Music is going to do it as well. And so basically the idea behind it is, um, you know, it's like, I think on Apple Music, the highest bit rate is 256 kilobits per second. And on Spotify, it's 320. So that's the amount of, yeah. So it is, low. yeah. So it's um, basically it's the amount of, of, of data in the song per second. And it's, you know, the lower the amount of data, the more compression there is. So you miss out on, it doesn't, maybe it won't sound as good. You miss out on some things. You know, it might get compressed. It might not sound quite as wide as it did, whatever. When you have the hi-fi, you're getting much higher bit rate, so you're getting much higher quality music. Many if you, more bits. Many more bits. Many more kilobits, you could even say. Whoa. So a whole nother, another scale there. But um, but you have high, you have these, these higher quality streams, and if you have the right equipment, which I think is the interesting question, if you have the right equipment, then the music will sound better. If you don't have the right equipment, it's going to sound the same. But if you have the right equipment, then your music could sound better. If you're using the built-in or the uh, the included earpods that came with your phone prior to this year, yes, then or was it last year? When did they stop including earpods? Wasn't that this? That was just the twelve, right? Didn't the eleven? Well, I know the twelve didn't come with a power brick, but did the eleven come with earpods? I don't remember. Anyway, point is, if you're using those, I don't think you're probably going to notice a difference. I don't think so. And also with Bluetooth, I mean, what's the limit of what you can actually transmit over Bluetooth? Because Apple doesn't do wired. Right. So I and, and like the thing is, with Spotify, they know that there are people that listen to it on wired. People are going to listen on high end audio. Apple doesn't build products for things that aren't in their ecosystem. So if they're building Hi-Fi, it's for AirPods and AirPods Max and right. AirPods Pro. Right. And then so, I wonder, like, is it? Uh, let's just let's let's start with the AirPods Max, right? Because that's where obviously it makes the most sense. AirPods and AirPods Pro, you know, they're earbuds, and I think they sound amazing. And you can get into that, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, if people if people care about you know, hi-fi sound or whatever. It's probably, they're probably talking about over-ear headphones, right? 
So and I know Hopefully. we sound like total like whatever the opposite of an audiophile is. Like we're sound like audiophobic. Yeah, audiophobes. Yeah. I don't know. I know <laughs> it's like the complete opposite, but like but no, it's an interesting question because you talk about the AirPods Max, he's like five hundred fifty dollar super fancy headphones or whatever. And then, you know, is is Apple Music Hi Fi gonna make a difference at that point? Because like this is Apple Music really want. It's Apple, they're making it for their products, exactly what she said. Are you going to notice a difference on your AirPods Max? I so here's the thing. I'm such a noob. I don't think I would. I don't. I legitimately don't think I'm such an audiophobe as we yes. have now coined the term that I legitimately don't think. I mean, it's probably not something I would pay for. It's kind of like like I notice a difference between. 1080p and 4k on a small screen mm-hmm. even if it's a lower even if it's 4k that's downscaled like i you know i'm a video guy i notice video things i'm not an audio guy and i don't notice audio things so i i mean i guess that's why you would have it as a tier although i did hear one report that was suggesting that it would be nine dollars or 9.99 or something like that and Without saying like that, that would be additional. Like they were kind of implying maybe it would be included. I read one thing that said I think if you got like the bundle, like the Apple One bundle, that it would be included at that point. Oh. Otherwise, it might be more. I think that might have been what I read. I don't remember. That would make sense. But like either way, I wouldn't pay for it. I'm sure people would, and it's great to have the option for it. But I, I personally, maybe I would do the trial. There's always a trial. True. I did the Apple News Plus trial, and then I was like, oh, wait, I can just Google the title of this article and read it on a private tab where yeah. they don't have the free article, like, you know, the, the the paywall after you read five articles. Yep. So I just did that. And, yeah, I mean, I would genuinely be interested to, to see if you can actually notice a difference specifically with AirPods Max. I'm sure if I put on some, like, really crazy open back headphones that – you could you could definitely notice a difference between really really high quality audio but i don't personally care that much to be honest it's That's like fair. i get a lot of comments that are like uh, you, why bother filming all your videos in 4k if most people watch it in 1080p it's cuz i'm an enthusiast of imp- of like i want to experiment with the medium mm-hmm. but i'm not the same level of enthusiast when it comes to audio true yeah, I don't know. I just I find it very interesting because there's there's when you're talking about like Apple Music Hi-Fi, there's the question of will people notice a difference? And then I guess there's also the question of like can there be a difference? Cuz like you said there is a limit with Bluetooth and I don't know what it is in my head. I probably should have looked it up at some point, but mm-hmm. um but at some I mean at some point there is a limit to uh to these kinds of things. And so I don't know because it's it's kind of funny. Like people will obviously say in the comments or they'll think or whatever. They'll say like, yeah, of course, um, uh, there's a difference between, you know, streaming service quality and lossless quality or CD quality or whatever you want to call it. So like obviously there is a difference at that point. But this is Apple that we're talking about. And like given the markets that they – are in and the products that they make and their audiences it's kind of interesting to think like it's more niche than they sense. normally go yeah like does it make sense for them you know yeah i guess that's kind of that's a great question because one of the things that we were talking about when we were talking about max last week or the week before or something like that we were talking about how apple literally never makes a niche product. Mm-hmm. Whatever they do, they they try to broaden it as much as possible. They made a reference monitor and they tried to market it as broadly as possible. True. And so as a result, that's why you always see the videos where people are like, I'm a real pro, the Pro XDR is not as good as a reference monitor. It's like, well, yeah, because if they made that, they would sell fewer. Right. If Apple made better products, they would sell fewer products because they would be specialized and therefore would not apply to as many people. So Apple has always been very good at towing that line between we're going to make something that's good that pros can use, but it's not specifically made for any one type of pro. Right. And that pisses off a lot of people, 
but it also makes a lot of people happy. And in the end, for Apple, it makes them more money than angry people. So yeah. they're going to keep doing it. It's hard to see how they do that with this. Like, there, there has to be some way. It's not going to be really, really hi-fi. It's not going to be true enthusiast audio. And there's going to be, if they do do this, there, there will be an avalanche of reviews. Audiophile looks at Apple Music Hi-Fi, and they'll say, it's pretty good, but it's not really hi-fi. Right. But it won't matter because that's not what they're going to target. Right. But I don't know what they're going to target. That's the confusing part. Yeah, I mean, the one, the one thing I'll say is in this case when it's a, it's a service, and it's not just a service. It's not, it's not a full service. It's like an add-on on top. The only real difference for Apple is that they have to stream these higher quality versions. They have to have the higher quality versions. They have to store them on their servers. They have to stream them, which, you know, it's more data that's being streamed. And then I guess for the end user, it takes up more data on their device. But if they enable hi-fi, they know that's going to happen, whatever. Like on, on my, uh, like I have Spotify on my phone and I download, uh, I set it to extreme quality, which is 320 kilobits. I don't know if it makes a difference between normal and extreme, but I set it to extreme, and I know it takes up more space on my phone, but I'm fine with that. But like otherwise, right, it's just Apple's hosting, you know, for each song they have to host another file, which is the higher quality version, and there's going to be, you know, more bandwidth and more traffic with downloading more data. But other than that, it's not that much of a difference to Apple. So maybe it's not as big of a deal as like a new, like a physical hardware product and they're willing to just do a little bit more. I don't know. Try a little That's bit. That's true. I guess it's possible. I'm, I'm quite excited to see. I don't know if maybe that's a WWDC thing. It certainly um, could be. It's you like, know what? Now I'm wondering. So most of the Apple events since the end of last year, right? November, uh, September, October, November, and now April. Mm-hmm. They were all one-hour events, almost exactly. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember. I think WWDC was longer. I think it was longer. I think it was an hour and a half, something like that. Because mm-hmm. realistically, they do have a lot to cover. Uh, maybe we'll dedicate the next show. We're off next weekend, yeah. but we'll be back the weekend after that and then back off again after that. Yeah. Anyway, it's confusing. We'll explain it. I'll community post or tweet about it or something email us at submissions at darkmodepodcast.com. You know the drill. Uh, but in our next show, we will probably talk. We'll be closer to Dub Dub. We'll talk a, a little bit more. We might dedicate a show to that as we're getting up to it. But I think, I mean, they, they have to do watch OS, Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, TV OS. There's been rumors about like AR stuff too. AirPods 3, uh, Apple Music Hi-Fi, new MacBook Pro generation. It's a lot of stuff. Even mm-hmm. for an hour and a half event with the pacing that they did in April where they were like, okay, here's this. Oh, now here's this. All right, t- Tim's over there. Tim's going to tell you about something else. Oh, we've got to go to this guy. Oh, Tim's pulling an M1. He put it in the iPad. He pulled out the mask. Oh, boy. Uh, and now we're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they really flew through that. But even with that, that's, a, that's like five OSs that they have to go through. Yeah, it's Ooh, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That was a, I don't know why I made that face. I saw that for a brief second and I have a feeling someone's going to clip that and I'm going to regret it. Please do and email it to submissions at darkmodepodcast.com. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I said Speaking to of plug uh, it one more time. submissions at darkmodepodcast.com, which is a great email. It's really fun to email that email address. I do it every night. Every night I email it just for the fun. And then, and then I get the email, which is also fun. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I haven't been, because I, I email it, but then I just delete it. Oh, and I don't get the email from myself. I see. I got to try that. Yeah, you should. In fact, I think I think we should probably go do that right now, don't you think? Yeah, and, and so should everyone else. And so should everyone else. They should but, email submissions at darkmodepodcast.com but with wait, suggestions. But wait, they can't do that if they're listening to the podcast right now, which must mean that it's it's time to end. Yeah, I think, I think we should end right now. This has been Dark Mode. I've, I forget what we usually say. Uh, probably your name. We don't have it written down. Just yeah, we don't have it written down. Maybe your name. We, my uh, my name. You want to know what my name is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. Yes. If you picked up on that email, submissions. <laughs> it was a Jake and Amir reference. Yes. Shout Jake out and Jake and Amir. Oh, and we should be clear. It's DRK mode podcast. Oh yeah, we should we should be clear. Maybe that's what it is. Everyone's been emailing the wrong. 
I think we need to buy... This person also said podcast, so there's other issues. But anyway, the point is... We need to buy darkmodepodcast.com and set up an email address just to get all these extra emails. Cast a wide net. Yeah, Yeah, submissions at drkmodepodcast.com. It it is in the title of the video, so it's not entirely unreasonable to think that people would have figured it out by now. Anyway... Uh, I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. Have a great night, and we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. Two weeks.